Welcome to Southern Sisters Radio, the show for Southern women and the men who adore them. Join us as we celebrate life from a Southern point of view. Here's your host, author, founder of Southern Sisters Home and true Southern sister, Jenny McCormick Earhart. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Southern Sisters Radio program. Yes, indeed. The show for Southern women and the men who adore them. Us. Me. Yes. You. Me. <laughs> not you personally, Nick. <laughs> I adore Southern women. Well, I was going to say, you Absolutely. Don't, you, I'm, I'm you, not a Southern woman, though. <laughs> no, you're not. You do the adoring. That's absolutely. A, that's essential. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Well, welcome to the show, guys. It's Saturday. It's mm-hmm. autumn in the South. It's finally feeling like it, autumn in the South. It does finally feel like it. Yeah. It's getting a little grumpy last week when we were hitting 80 Nine you know, I finally kind of broken out some of the lighter jackets getting ready mm-hmm. for it. And then I was like, well, mm-hmm. now it's just taking up room in the closet. No, no, I got to no. keep the shorts. It, yeah. Late October, mid late, late October, like we are now, it should not be. It should not be in the high no, 80s. You know, I was so ready. Those boots were calling to me. <laughs> you know, I was wearing them anyway. But by, you know, one o'clock in the afternoon, I'm sweating. And yeah. <laughs> like, dang, just not quite ready for the for the cold weather uh, clothing. Right. Yeah. But it is. It is. I got up this morning and I had one of those sort of euphoric autumn moments. I took uh, I took my dog Dixie, you know, mm-hmm. my dear, dear dog Dixie. We went in the backyard. Now, I, I throw the ball for her. She's an Australian Shepherd. So for Ooh. those of you that know anything about Australian Shepherds and quite frankly, herding dogs of any kind, you know that they need to run. And when I say need to run, I mean physically need to run. Like full out. They do. Full tilt. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Nose down, streamlined. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Tearing across the yard. And if they don't, my daughter actually read a, an article about this. And she said, if they don't, if you don't give them enough exercise and they don't have a purpose and something to do outside, um, you know, they can get depressed. Yeah. I, you know, did you know dogs can get depressed? Yes. Okay. I, I have learned. I've. I have a very good uh, vet, vet acquaintance of mine that yeah. uh, has told me that before. Yeah. That they've had to prescribe antidepressant no. medication to dogs and really? cats. Yes. Okay. Well, I don't want a depressed dog, and I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to med- medicate Dixie. That's for sure. So um, I try to get her out there as much as possible. But yeah. we were out in the yard today, and I had my boots on, and I had a. I had what's called a chucket. Now, for those of you that know what a chucket is, it's like a a, a plastic um, sort of throwing device. It's a long, narrow thing, and it holds a ball in the end of it. Basically, it enables me to throw the ball three times further than I could on my own. It's like that little game that they play, you yeah. know, talking about with the wiffle ball in it or whatever. Exactly yeah, like yeah. that, but a little bit longer. Yeah. And uh, and of course, if you have one of these little chuck it things, you need to buy the chuck it balls to go in them because, you know, and they charge you, you know, three times as much as the tennis <laughs> $12 ball. Twelve dollars a ball. Oh, but man, I was throwing that thing this morning and she was tearing her, and the leaves were all over the grass oh. and then the wind started blowing. Okay. So there's this sort of, you know, t- tornado of leaves going all around us. And I'm like, ah. Uh, hello, Autumn. Yes, it is so <laughs> nice. I have to say, this is this is by and far my favorite time of Isn't year. Isn't it great? All the leaves change in, and yeah. like you said, it just it, it's a great feeling. I outside. love it. It's wonderful. You know, I was going to share with you. Uh, my son gave me a compliment this past week about being a cool mom. Now, this is not something he's ever said to me before. <laughs> so let me tell you, in the past, I have probably been anything but a cool mom. Uh, but anything I can do to sort of, you know, improve my reputation with him being quasi-modern, quasi-cool, you, it yeah. makes me happy to be able to do that. So uh, actually, for those of you that, that know anything about Dragon Con, um, it's, it's not that I went to Dragon Con. I sort of sort of did go to Dragon Con. I was actually in Atlanta for the uh, the very first Georgia football game. It was the oh. Georgia... Right, Georgia, North Carolina, mm-hmm. home game at the Dome. Yeah. At the Dome. This has been a few weeks ago, guys. And and uh, but I was there, and uh, just so happened we were staying downtown. Just so happened that Dragon Con was going on the same 
the same weekend. Yeah. Okay. Now, this is a very cool thing to watch. If you've never done it, if you've never been in a place where it's going on, you've been downtown, um, just to sit and watch the costumes and the characters that walk by, people get into this. Oh, yeah. I mean, entire families get into this. Mm -hmm. And it seems to me that you've got sort of the more family-oriented activities during the day, and maybe things get a little, you know, a little crazy or a little wilder (laughs) at night. Okay, but but during the daytime, a lot of the families will come down there and we saw mothers, fathers, children that were all dressed up in coordinating costumes. I mean, it was incredible. And we saw um, I saw people dressed up as characters from Game of Thrones walking down. Anyway, so so we're kind of enjoying all of this, but I'm not there for Dragon Con. I'm there for the Georgia game. Yeah. All right. So we are we are downtown and we're coming out of our hotel room. We go down, we press the button on the elevator, right, to go down mm-hmm. to the lower level. And the two doors to the elevator open up. My husband and I are standing there, and we look into the elevator, and there are about eight Dragon Con characters in in the elevator. (laughs) Was there a Chewbacca? There was not a Chewbacca. They were all sort of like Spidey-related characters. So one or two of them were were dressed as Spider-Man. Okay. And then there were some sort of some coordinating characters, but they were very, very cool. That's pretty awesome. And the costumes were very elaborate. And, I, you know, at first we're standing there. Technically, there is room for both of us to get on the elevator, but there's this moment of hesitation when you're like, I don't know if I should get on or not. What if one of these actually has superpowers? (laughs) I could be in big, big trouble. So my husband was hesitating, but, 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 you know, it it was a moment of hesitation, and then it was like, no, no, I absolutely want to get on this elevator. I go, we are getting on this one. So we hop on and going down in the elevator, I I told him, I said, I said, y'all look awesome. I said, my son is a college student and he's, he can't come to Dragon Con. He's too busy. I said, but oh man, could I get your picture? And they said, how about we do a video? I go, yeah, really? Okay. So we get off the elevator when we get down to the lobby and they all arrange themselves in front of me. I turn on my, my video on my iPhone, right? And they all start waving at the camera and, you know, what's your son's name? Oh, it's Jack. Hey, Jack. So they're all yelling, you know, yelling and (laughs) waving at him, everything. It was just the coolest thing. So of course I sent him this video, right? Of all these Spidey characters talking to him and uh, I'm a cool mom. I'm a cool mom. I think you did a good job. Jenny. I did a good job. You did a very good job. Yeah. It's, it's every now and then I hit the ball out of the park. <laughs> it's not that often. <laughs> Do you know what else is going on, though? I, I was reading an article recently in Southern Living Magazine, for those of y'all that enjoy Southern Living. Did you know, and I have her on my, I have her on my phone, Siri. Oh, yes. We know about Siri, oh, right? Yes. I have a little article here that I wanted to share with our listeners about how Siri became a Southern belle. Really? Right? Yeah, you may find this hard to believe. I want to know more. You want to know more? Southern Belle doesn't come to mind when I think of Siri. No, not at all. Listen to this. Um, She couldn't speak a lick lick of Southern, but an intervention made her all better. This is an article by Valerie Lewis, uh, How Siri Became a Southern Belle. She says, I was late coming to the iPhone party. Several years ago, my husband and I were taking a drive when my old phone, a droid, passed away suddenly. It started barking, droid, 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 over and over again. We couldn't figure out how to stop it, so we pulled over and put it in the trunk till it finally talked itself to death. The minute we got home, I splurged on an iPhone with Siri, the talking iPhone assistant, who I was told could take dictation and free me from typing text messages, right? So my first dictated message to Siri went something like this. Well... I finally got an iPhone. Now, what Siri heard was whale, W-H-L-E, W-H-A-L-E. I finally got an iPhone. Later, I tried, just wanted to see how y'all are. Siri heard, just wanted to see how you out there. Bless her heart. She couldn't even get the text address right. To whom shall I send it? She asked. I replied, Jerry Jerry White. Awkward silence. More awkward silence. Finally, Siri said, I do not understand Fieri. 
<laughs> at the time, I was a frequent blogger, so I posted an open letter to the good people at Apple whose work I have long admired, and this is what I said. Dear Apple, before your next upgrade to the iPhone, please help Siri get her Southern on. Send her to an SEC game, a crawfish boil, and maybe a cotillion. Feed that girl some catfish and fried green tomatoes for heaven's sake. In all honesty, we think she would be happier with a Southern name, like Lillian or Annabelle, or maybe something double like Celia June. And tell her it's a little rude to rush right in there and ask why we're perpestering her. She should start by asking about the family and inquiring as to our health, maybe swab a couple of recipes. It's not just our own convenience we're concerned about, it's Siri's well-being. Don't you want the Charleston Junior League to think she was raised right? She'll never, pa- she'll never pass for a Kappa without a little more polish. <laughs> Sincerely, a misunderstood customer in Alabama. <laughs> now here I am, she says, two upgrades later, and I'm amazed at the progress Siri has made. Sure, it's possible that her newfound Southern ease is just a byproduct of more advanced technology. On the other hand, maybe she spent a semester at Ole Miss. I wonder if she went out for cheerleader. (laughs) The important thing is that she can now understand y'all and the all-important mama. Granted, our girl still struggles a bit with fixin' to, and she occasionally gets completely stumped by the Southern word for my mother and her close extended family, also known as Mama and M. But overall, Siri is dangerously close to being ready to hold her own at a rush party. She's not quite ready for the homecoming court, but it's just a matter of time before she achieves her pageant hair. <laughs> That's awesome. Isn't that great? Oh, <laughs> guys. True. And she and she can finally understand the y'all. That yeah. made a big difference for me. Siri's going to be a girlfriend. There she you go. Guys, we are talking autumn today. We have got a ladies' night in coming up. How about that? Oh, Southern places we need to visit before we die and more of our, ooh, hold on to your chairs, scary Southern ghost stories. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the Southern Sisters radio program. I'm rocking in my chair to this song, Nick. It's a good one. This is a classic. It is. Such a girl song. And you know, that's actually perfect for this segment because we are talking about our autumn ladies night in. Ladies night in. Yes. We're having it at my house tonight. Everyone is invited. You kick us (laughs) men out of the house, make us go somewhere. Well, here's my theory on men at a ladies night in. Okay. Okay. You're allowed to come. I will let you in. But you have to sit in the corner and not talk. Ooh, ow. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? Yikes. No, I'm just kidding. Does your husband have like a man cave he can go hide <laughs> he in? He just now? vacates the house. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> he, he doesn't hang around for this fun. <laughs> I love ladies' night out. I talked often about this over the years, girls. And like I said, boys, this is fun, too. You could turn this into a couple's cocktail evening yeah. uh, for couples. So, boys, please don't tune out. Listen to me because this is <laughs> this is an awesome, fun evening, and we're going to have fun with it. Um, but, you know, I do believe it's very important. I've always said women... We need our girlfriends. We need our time to get together and just yakety yak about whatever's on our mind, right? Support each other. You know, women are essential to each other. Yeah. I've always felt that way. Uh, but our ladies' night in, we're going to do it autumn style tonight, okay? Autumn style. Autumn style, which basically just means a lot of really good autumn food, <laughs> right? You can wear your boots. It's there cool. You go. It's cool now, right? It's finally yeah, cool. Yeah, finally. Put on a jacket, slip on your your suede boots, and head Ooh. off to a ladies' night in. Um, well, like I said, we're having it at my house, y'all, so everybody can come, and we're gonna we're gonna set up a delectable menu for our girls' ladies' autumn night in. Okay. Now, I I always say a good evening starts with a good cocktail. Ooh, yes. It's you essential. Start it off right. It, right. it lightens the mood. Um, a good hostess will often greet her guests at the door with a cocktail. Now, I don't. <laughs> 
I usually let them get in the usually let them get in the house first, get right? A little comfortable, I guess. Get them a little comfortable and then offer them. And there's just something fun about having a signature cocktail when you're having an event at your it's house. Something kind of themed a little bit. Yeah, exactly. It makes a difference. Beer and wine always great if you want to serve a cocktail, but it's always nice to say, "Would you like to try what I prepared tonight?" Mm-hmm. Okay, so for our ladies' night in tonight, we're having an autumn spiced rum cider cocktail. Ooh. Oh yes, it's delicious and it takes tastes like fall. That's, that sounds good. And it's simple, guys. You know what you're going to need to do for your autumn spiced rum cider cocktail? You're going to need to whip up some spiced cider. Now, this is not so hard. You need four cups of apple cider, three cinnamon sticks, three star anise. Okay? Now, you may be asking yourself, what on earth is star anise? I have no idea. Well, you know, you want the little whole ones. They come in jars in the spice section at your grocery store. All right. Um, they are delicious. It provides that sort of spicy, autumny, nutmeggy sort of flavor to anything that you add it to. These are particularly beautiful, actually floating in your cocktail because they look like a little star. Yeah. It's almost like a little tiny pine cone in the shape of a star. Does that make it yeah. kind of that I, consistency? I, I, I saw them before and I asked, you know, my girlfriend is a little bit more. Handy yeah. when it comes to things like that. And I'm like, what is right. that for? Decoration? She's like, oh, no, 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 no. Let me show you. And yes. she made apple cider. And I'm like, she made oh, apple cider. Okay. Right? Yeah. And, they're, and they're so beautiful. You, know, you can stick, into, you can stick a, a cinnamon stick into the cocktail, but the star anise is, is lovely. Okay. You want the whole ones. Now, to make your spiced apple cider, you want to combine the apple cider, uh, the cinnamon sticks, the star anise in a sealable container like a mason jar, right? Um, you could even add a little bit of nutmeg and cloves if you want to. You want to seal the container and refrigerate it for at least an hour and then shake it before mm-hmm. using it. Now you've got your spiced apple cider. Got it? Now we're going to make the cocktail. All right. You're going to need about per cocktail. You're going to need about one and a half ounces of spiced rum. Hello. A half a cup of spiced apple cider that you've already made. Right. A half a cup of hard cider. And about two to three dashes of lemon bitters. Now, that's optional, okay? So what you want to do is to make your autumn spiced rum cider cocktail, you want to fill the glass with ice, pour in the spiced rum and the spiced apple cider over the ice, stir it well, and then top it with the hard cider, okay? And then finish it off if you want to stick a, a little cinnamon stick in there or maybe place a little star anise in there also. That'd be beautiful. A little garnish makes the cocktail. Doesn't it, It though? does. You know, I've it always does. said food can taste good. And it can look good. It can look pretty. Why not both? Yeah. You know, eating is a multi-sensory experience, Mm -hmm. right? You look at it, you taste it, you smell it, you hear it sometimes. Like you said, the star anise or the cinnamon stick in the, the smell of that brings out the cinnamon and just adds to it. Isn't it great? Yeah. No, absolutely. So there you go, ladies. Start your ladies' autumn evening in with an autumn spiced rum cider cocktail. There you go. Everybody will be feeling good, nice and relaxed. Delicious. I'll go, I'll go sit in a corner and not talk for one of those. <laughs> I'll, just keep you, I'll just keep you supplied with cocktails and you'll be go. just fine sitting over there. No talking aloud, remember. <laughs> now, here's what else we're going to do for our ladies' night in, guys. This is going to be awesome. We are going to do a charcuterie display. Hmm? You could call it a charcuterie um, you know, table if you want to because it's going to be big. All right. Now, what we're going to do, this is so easy and it's almost you really can't call it cooking because it's more of an assembly process this is also a great easy way to put out a beautiful spread you're not going to be in the kitchen all day long most of this most of this are things that you can pick up at the grocery store or some kind of specialty store mm-hmm. whole food something like that and just create a beautiful display now what you're going to do for creating your charcuterie table is you can select either a counter maybe a dining table personally i love to use my coffee table 
Because then I'll have all my girlfriends sitting around on the sofa and the chairs around the coffee table, and they just kind of self-serve themselves right there. there. You, go. you know, it's a little less formal, right? Now, you're going to intermingle your food display with maybe some decorative objects from your house or even your yard. Okay, like, for example, I've got a ceramic rooster. I love to set that thing in the middle of the table and then kind of build around it. I've also got this crazy looking clay pig that holds a chalkboard, you know, (laughs) so I would put like happy fall, y'all, on the chalkboard and put that in the center. Right. And then kind of build around that. Um, Also, um, mason jars with flowers. Right. Maybe branches or stems of fall leaves from the yard. Just bring those in and kind of scatter those around. You get you get where I'm going with this. Nick. We're creating sort of this fall uh, setting and then variate the heights in your display. You want some tall things and some short things. Okay. now with a good uh, charcuterie display, meat and cheese are really going to be the anchor. Okay, the charcuterie Mm. is specifically the meat, but you're going to put in some beautiful cheeses to kind of accompany that, right? Now, you ask yourself, on the meats, how much and what kind? Now, if your girlfriends are coming over for dinner, you're going to need a little bit more because this is going to be like a dinner for them, right? It's not just snacks. So I would shoot for around four to five ounces of meat per person, and you want to mix up the textures. I would do like maybe a hard salami and, you know, check out in your produce, I mean, in your, not produce, in your meat section, Um, the prepared meat section where you can see salamis with different herbs on the outside of them, you know, different pepper salami, some of the harder ones that are nice. So you got a hard variety there and then something that's a little softer and delicate, like, you know, maybe a pate. You can pick that up. Wonderful. This time of year, I even throw a couple of Oktoberfest sausages in there, maybe grill them up and kind of slice them crosswise, you know. So you have some little Oktoberfest sausages, maybe some smoked ham, very thinly sliced. Okay, this is the South. Sounds good. You can do a Southern (laughs) style charcuterie. You You can can. throw some country ham on there if you're in the South, right? Now, also your cheeses. I had one over the weekend. It was a cranberry Stilton that was to die for. Wow. So it was a Stilton that had all these chunks of cranberry inside. Amazing. Once again, visit the cheese market, right? Give yourself a variety. Maybe some soft cheeses like brie or camembert, something harder like an aged cheddar. And then I always love to throw something kind of unique or funky in there. Maybe a goat cheese with herbs. Once again, this is the South. <laughs> Nothing wrong with putting a little big old chunk of a, or big old scoop of a pimento cheese on there. No. I'd do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, absolutely. You want something sweet, too, okay? So I would always add some dried fruits. Those are the bomb, right? uh, Dried cherries, bits of dried mango, maybe. Over the weekend, I used little bits of crystallized ginger. Now, those are kind of strong, so you just need little teeny tiny bits. They don't need to be big, big gigantic chunks. They were amazing. Uh, Maybe some fruit spreads, like a cherry preserve or something maybe that's sweet hot, okay? Like a pepper jelly. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Southern women know all about pepper jelly. (laughs) Okay. You could do a little scoop of that on your charcuterie. Uh, I always like to add a mustard too, maybe a a whole grain mustard or something of that nature. So you got, you had a variety of flavors and textures. I always say with the bread side of things, keep it simple. Now you can do assorted crackers. That's great. Or toasted baguette slices. What I did over the weekend was I just sliced myself up a, um, oh my goodness, I got a loaf of bacon, onion, bread. It was a baguette at Whole Foods. I sliced it up, drizzled it with olive oil, salt and pepper, and toasted it in the oven. They were amazing. sounds amazing. Those were my my little baguette slices that I used for this. And then also, guys, something pickled. (laughs) Something pickled should be on your charcuterie board. Sliced pickles, little gherkins, maybe olives, or an olive tapenade would be wonderful. You know what I love to do? This is Mm. so good. I love to do a pickled red onion. 
You slice Ooh. it very, you, oh, it's easy. You slice it very, very thinly, and you basically just marinate it in the refrigerator overnight in apple cider vinegar, maybe a little sugar, a little salt and pepper. Amazing. Now, when you want to put your beautiful charcuterie uh, display together, guys, use a variety of things to display the food. Wooden cutting boards are great. I have an old wooden um, cake stand that I love to use. I'll yeah. put the cheese up on that. It's a little higher. Um, maybe jelly jars filled with breadsticks or little small bowls. Interesting containers. Oh, and don't forget the nuts. Don't forget the nuts. Those. I am all about the Marcona olives. Olives. I'm not the almonds. Not <laughs> olives. <laughs> I'm all about the Marcona almonds lately. They're Spanish. They're amazing and they're different. And then I just kind of sprinkle those around the cheeses and the meats. Yeah, there yeah. you go. I have to say that the whole spread, just the picture I've built in my mind, yeah. is gorgeous. The colors, the browns, the oranges, yeah. the kind of reds, and oh man. Isn't it great? Well, hey folks, this is what I think you should do. Go home and paint your own picture this weekend. Yeah. Invite some girlfriends over, or if you have to. Eh, guys, you can come. We'll let you in. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> sneak in. Sneak in and get fed. <laughs> anyway, guys, we will be right back. To be and welcome back to the Southern Sisters radio program. Holiday Road, y'all. That means we're traveling somewhere. Indeed. Yes. Oh, yes, we are. We're going to go to some southern places that you need to visit before you die. Really? Yeah. I hate to be morbid about that, but it's just my way of saying these are places that are worth your time. Worth going to see. But you know, before we move on to our little travel segment here, I got to give you a little side note about our charcuterie board. We were talking about it during the break, Nick and I were, and I said, you know, never underestimate the power of a good charcuterie board. (laughs) And I was telling him that it was a couple of years ago that I was in Charleston, South Carolina with my uh, then boyfriend, (laughs) and uh, he actually proposed to me at a restaurant. Over a charcuterie board. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so awesome. <laughs> Ladies, if you got your eye on somebody and you're trying to get them to, you know, come on, put a ring on it, make them a charcuterie there you board. Go. It so could you can happen. use it for ladies' night in or, you know, right. trying it, to get the big move. Closing the deal. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, folks. How about some southern places that you should visit before you die? I hate to think about that. Are there yeah, any places in the South that aren't worth visiting? Uh, before there's you so know? many. You could put 2,000 places on this I list. Know. And you may have some disagreements with a few of them. I actually, um, I pull these from different places, different um, sort of, uh, you know, websites and things. I was kind of doing some research mm-hmm. on where we like to go in the South. And there's a couple on here. I actually included one that I actually somewhat disagree with. Okay. So, but that's okay, right? Okay. We don't have to agree with everything. So let's start off with place number one to visit before you die in the South. And many of you have been there. I've been there myself. How about Colonial Williamsburg in Williamsburg, Virginia, right? Okay, now you can watch history come to life with interactive tours and an epic battle reenactment. Mm -hmm. Love those. Williamsburg is outstanding. Isn't it, though? It's fantastic. I love it. Um, I remember being there when I was a little girl, probably eight years old, and I was there with my family, my grandparents, and we were going to go eat in Williamsburg, and they said, oh, they were telling me we're going to go to this little restaurant in, in Colonial Williamsburg and have some Welsh rarebit. I was eight years old, and I'm thinking... What is that? (laughs) I'm thinking, I thought they meant Welsh rabbit. (laughs) I thought we were going to eat rabbit, and of course, I thought that was awful and horrible, and of course, we now know it's a savory cheese Mm, sauce that's poured over toast. So uh, I do love me some Welsh (laughs) rarebit, and you can get some in Colonial Williamsburg if you visit. How Mm. about that? Number two place, how about this? The State Fair of Texas. Never been. 
Well, neither have I, but I'm going to go after I've, I've done a little research into this. It is actually considered and, and not to offend any other states here. OK, because all state fairs are wonderful in their own way. Uh, but it is highly regarded as the best and largest state fair in the nation. Right. It's a celebration of food, culture, agriculture and even art. And really, uh, it's considered to be a shining example of everything's bigger in Texas. <laughs> it's one thing I've heard, though, before is that just this, the sheer size of the Texas State Fair. You yeah. can't go just one day. Even if you power walk it, you yeah. won't see everything. I'm guessing they have a multi-day pass or something that they can oh, sell you to. there. It's, because like a, it's, it's like a two-week long thing, too. Wow. I mean, it's, it's a, it goes on yeah, and on and on. Deal. We talked a little bit about it when we did our yeah. State Fair segment mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. Uh, great food there, too, guys. So the State Fair of Texas, you might want to visit that. How about the Florida Keys? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, now, gosh, this yes. is the southernmost point in the U.S. You can dive for lobster down there. You can eat key lime pie, which, yes, made with key limes, right? (laughs) How about this? You can visit Ernest Hemingway's home and museum. That is cool. Isn't that cool? It is so cool. So, my daughter, my oldest daughter, informed me that she and her husband are not coming home for Thanksgiving. Really? Yes, they've decided that they'll come home for Christmas, but they're going to do their own thing for Thanksgiving. And they are headed to Key West, of all places. Oh, wow. They're going to fly into Miami, and then they are going to drive something called the Seven Mile Bridge which sort of connects the keys, yes. right? And, uh, you know, I read recently that, you know, there are some people that actually have a phobia about going over long bridges. Mm, my girlfriend is one of them. Really? Mm-hmm. It can be a little disconcerting. You know, you're yeah. on the road and it's just this narrow, long, you know, it's a long way to get you off. It's a long way from where you got on and a long way till you get it's off. It's got that white knuckle grip <laughs> on the handle up on top of the car. Yeah. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. that's there right. are some services that will, that you can pay to drive across for you. Really? Yeah. Yeah. A little, the little therapy seat. might help yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about this place, guys? How about the New River Gorge National River? Now, this is in southwestern Virginia. The National Park Service has protected about a 53-mile stretch of the New River Gorge. Now, the New River flows through deep canyons and it offers some of the best whitewater rafting, tubing, and canoeing in the country, and rock climbing, which, of course, you know I do on a regular basis. (laughs) Not uh, (laughs) rock climbing. They have more than 1,400 separate rock climbs. How about that? That's pretty cool. You want to head up to West Virginia. Number five place to visit in the South before you die. How about Graceland? Oh, gosh. You can't. You can't not go to Graceland. Come on. The King's former home, right? Graceland has Elvis's classic pink Cadillac, a collection of motorcycles and his decadent Vegas Mm -hmm. jumpsuits. You got to love those. I also read on the news last week, guys, that the guest house at Graceland is opening next Saturday. Really? This is a brand new six story 450 room hotel that sits right on Graceland, literally steps from Elvis's home. That's awesome. Isn't that amazing? Reasonable prices, too. Really? Yeah. I yeah, would the expect prices that to bad. be outrageous. I mean, I think the room started about 150. But that's, you can make that's the argument that that's not bad, right? Okay, here's one I don't necessarily agree with. Okay. I love going to this place, but mm-hmm. I don't know that it has to be on a list of places to visit before you die. And that's Centennial Olympic Park in Atlanta. Well, I think, you know, we, we probably take that a little bit for granted considering we're just down the street from maybe it. That's, maybe it's that's part true. Of it. But I have to say, I have, you know, a couple of friends who were, are not from here when I was in high school yeah. and I took them down in downtown. And, yeah, and they yeah. saw it and they were like, wow, this is totally 
awesome because it's it, one of those things where profits never known in his own land. Maybe I need to probably, appreciate it more. I think that's what it is. It's 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 the closest thing in the South that you're going to get to a Central Park in New York. And gotcha. I think that's kind of the the thought. Well, when I'll tell you, it. it is where my husband and I hung out and watched some of those passerbyers in their Dragon Con costumes. Uh, yeah, there you that go. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. So Centennial watching. Olympic Park, guys, give it a try. How about Oriole Park at Camden Yards? Now, this is in Baltimore, Maryland. It was constructed in the 1990s, and it was really the first of that sort of retro Major League ballparks, right? It is one of the most highly praised ballparks in the country and home to the Baltimore Orioles. So if you want that sort of retro throwback to the classic ball field kind of feel, that's one that they uh, they suggest going to visit in your lifetime. Oh, yes. How about the U.S. Space and Rocket Center in Huntsville, Alabama? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. so cool. Is that not awesome? Took the kids there when they were young for a field trip. Hundreds of artifacts, including the charred Apollo 16 command module, a rock brought back from the moon. A real moon rock. I think I've got one of those in my backyard. I got a rock. I don't know. I got this rock. It looks strange. I'm thinking it doesn't look like it's earthly. (laughs) And they also have one of the shuttle's main engines that flew on Columbia's maiden voyage in 1981. Nice. How about that? Heading, let's head on over to Kentucky. How about Churchill Downs? I've heard of okay, it. Okay, yes. It's, well, it's the home of the world-famous Kentucky Derby, right. right? You can learn about the history of racing and even have your photo taken at Winner's Circle. And maybe win a couple bucks. Mm, you might, if right? You, <laughs> you definitely want to drink a mint julep while you're oh, there. Oh, yeah, you have to. Mm-mm-mm-mm. The Biltmore Estate in Asheville, North Carolina is another place to visit. Right? I, just, I love that place. I love it, too. I love it, too. I went there a couple of months ago with my best friend for a girl's trip, and they were having the wedding gowns from fam- famous movies exhibit. Really? They were all over Biltmore, inside nice. the mansion. You would walk around. You would see the dress that you know were worn in some of the classic movies like Sense and Sensibility and oh, Pride and Prejudice. Nice. Gorgeous, That's gorgeous. Awesome. Now, this historic mansion was built by George Washington Vanderbilt II, um, and it is a huge home, right? Biggest one, I think, privately owned in the U.S., yes. 250 rooms. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. The whole property is just amazing. You, is have, it to really, you have to go. And this is a great time of year to go to oh, in autumn, is. right? It's nice and cool. Now, uh, our next one, one of my all-time favorites. I refer to it often as my happy place. And, right. guys, I bet I'm not alone in this. I bet you guys <laughs> love it like I do. Historic downtown Charleston, South oh, Carolina, yes. right? Be sure to stop at the historic city market. You can find, like, handcrafted things like woven sweetgrass baskets. I've always said Charleston is the perfect uh, combination, the perfect melding of food, right? Mm-hmm. Entertainment. Yes. And history. It's true. It's just gorgeous. It's very it. true. How about the French Quarter in New Orleans, Louisiana? Yeah. I've never been. Oh, you got to go. I feel it's so the bad. oldest neighborhoods, oldest neighborhood in New Orleans, right? Culture, history and entertainment come together. They've got galleries, museums, bars and of course Bourbon Street. Oh, of course. Which you may or may not be interested in. <laughs> As when I think of New Orleans, I think of beignets and muffalettas. As with any great destination, I think about the food. (laughs) That's just me. (laughs) Okay, how about this? We're heading out to Missouri, the Gateway Arch. How about that? Yes. In St. Louis, standing at an impressive 630 feet, the Gateway Arch holds the record as the nation's tallest man-made arch. It is very cool. Can you think of any other arches? It says it's the tallest man-made arches. There's a couple different places in the world that have tried, but it's just the the twist or something, I think, is the reason it can be so big. It's it's really cool, though. It is really, really cool. How about the White House? 
All right. Now, listen, you guys, you got to do this. You can tour the nation's most famous residence and see the antique furniture used by past presidents, stunning portraits, and, of course, the Oval Office. Now, guess what we're putting on our website? You can go to the Southern Sisters website, and we're going to list a how-to, a link to how to tour the White House. All right? Now, you have to make a, for public tours, you have to request a tour through your member of Congress, mm-hmm. through their office, and they will set this up for you. You can schedule it up to six months in advance, but no less than 21 days before your visit. Mm-hmm. So, folks, don't think you're just going to show up on the front door and knock, and they're going to nope. let you in. You've got to do this ahead of time. <laughs> a little few points to, to, to remember. There are no restrooms. At least no, no public restrooms. <laughs> right, no photos or videos allowed, but you can tour the East Wing, the Blue Room, Red Room, and Green Room, the State Dining Room, which I think would be so cool, right? And there are Secret Service agents everywhere. everywhere. Watch out. <laughs> Guys, we'll be right back with our Southern Spooky Ghost Stories. Southern Sisters Radio Show. Now, with your Southern narrative, sharing stories from around the South, here is your host, Jenny McCormick Earhart. Southern Ghostly Scary Stories. One night, a woman went out for drinks with her girlfriends. She left the bar fairly late at night, got into her car, and onto the deserted highway. She noticed a lone pair of headlights in her rearview mirror approaching at a pace just slightly quicker than hers. As the car pulled up behind her, she glanced and saw the turn signal on. The car was going to pass, when suddenly it swerved back behind her, pulled up dangerously close to her tailgate, and flashed its bright lights. Now she was getting nervous. The lights dimmed for a moment, and then the brights came back on, and the car behind her surged forward. The frightened woman struggled to keep her eyes on the road and fought the urge to look at the car behind her. Finally, her exit approached, but the car continued to follow her, flashing its bright lights periodically. Through every stoplight and turn, it followed her until she pulled into her own driveway. She figured her only hope was to make a mad dash into the house and call the police. As she flew from the car... So did the driver of the car behind her, and he screamed, Lock the door and call the police! Call 911! When the police arrived, the horrible truth was finally revealed to the woman. The man in the car had been trying to save her. As he pulled up behind her and his headlights illuminated her car, he saw the silhouette of a man with a butcher knife rising up from the back seat to stab her. So he flashed his brights, and the figure crouched back down. Attack of the Hook Man A teenage boy drove his date to a dark and deserted lover's lane for a little time alone. After turning on the radio for mood music, he leaned over and began to give her a kiss. A short while later, the music suddenly stopped and an announcer's voice came on, warning in an urgent tone that a convicted murderer had just escaped from the state insane asylum, which happened to be located not too far from Lover's Lane, and that anyone who noticed a strange man lurking about with a hook in place of his right hand should immediately report his whereabouts to the police. 
the girl became frightened and asked to be taken home. The boy, feeling bold, locked all the doors instead and assured his date they would be safe, and he attempted to kiss her again. She became frantic and pushed him away, insisting that they leave. Relenting, the boy peevishly jerked the car into gear and spun its wheels as he pulled out of the parking space. When they arrived at the girl's house, she got out of the car and, reaching to close the door, began to scream uncontrollably. The boy ran to her side to see what was wrong, and there, dangling from the door handle, was a bloody hook. Wristbands When you are admitted to a hospital, they place on your wrist a white wristband with your name on it. But there are different colored wristbands which symbolize other things. The red wristbands are placed on those who are deceased. There was once a surgeon who worked on night shift in a school hospital. He had just finished an operation and was on his way down to the basement. He entered the elevator and there was just one other person there. He casually chatted with the woman while the elevator descended. When the elevator door opened, another woman was about to enter when the doctor slammed the close button and punched the button to the highest floor. Surprised, the woman reprimanded the doctor for being rude and asked why he did not let the other woman in. The doctor said, That was the woman I just operated on. She died while I was doing the operation. Didn't you see the red wristband she was wearing? The woman smiled, raised her arm, and said, Something like this? A dear friend in her teens was babysitting for a family in Newport Beach, California. The family was wealthy and had a very large house. You know the sort, with a ridiculous amount of rooms. Anyway, the parents went out for a late dinner and movie. The father tells the babysitter that once the children are in bed, she should go into this specific room. He really doesn't want her wandering around the house. And she can watch TV there. The parents take off and soon she gets the kids into bed and goes to the room to watch TV. She tries watching TV, but she is disturbed by a clown statue in the corner of the room. She tries to ignore it for as long as possible, but it starts freaking her out so much that she really can't quite handle it. She resorts to calling the father and asks, Hey, the kids are in bed, but is it okay if I switch rooms? This clown statue is really creeping me out. The father says seriously, Get the kids, go next door, and call 911. She asks, What's going on? He responds, Just go next door, and once you call the police, call me back. She gets the kids, goes next door, and calls the police. When the police are on the way, she calls the father back and asks, So, what's really going on? He responds, We don't have a clown statue. And there you have it, folks, our spooky Southern stories. <laughs> I don't know. Nick, are you going to be able to sleep tonight after that? Probably not. Ooh. not going to lie. Those were especially creepy, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, they were definitely. Yeah. yeah. I hope we didn't rattle our listeners too much. <laughs> They're just stories. <laughs> there may be some truth. Well, you know what? Bit. You know how funny how those things seem very real, though, late at night. 
Oh, yeah. Right. Logically, Absolutely. in the light of day, you know, okay, these are illogical things. They're not mm-hmm. really going to happen. But it's amazing how the uh, the imagination can kind of play tricks with you late at night. Oh, yeah. You know Definitely what I'm saying? Take over. You know, this time of year, and I don't know about you guys, but one of the things I love to do is watch scary movies. Now, not everybody in my family enjoys this this <laughs> this pastime. <laughs> Let's just say my husband can't stand scary movies. I'm in the boat with him. Really? Yeah. Okay. And my best friend, who is, you know, for all intents and purposes, she is the person that will normally do anything with me. Um, she will not go to a scary movie with me. Really? Yes, but I'm happy to report that I have a new scary movie friend. <laughs> uh-huh. Everybody needs that friend in their life that will do things with them that nobody else will do. Yes. Right? <laughs> it, believe it or not, I was talking to my administrative assistant one day. We were in the office and we just started talking about scary movies and she talked about how much she loves them. And I'm like, really? Really? I said, you need to be my new scary buddy friend, <laughs> scary, scary movie buddy friend. And she said, absolutely. So we, we have a little history now. We've been to see um, we've been to see The Shining at oh. uh, the Fox Theater. <sighs> now, if you haven't seen it at the Fox. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that adds the atmosphere. Yeah. Now, I do. Th- I do think in the past I had only seen The Shining on television and as with a lot of movies, it's edited for television. Yes. Okay. So I had only seen, I guess, the cleaned up version. Mm-hmm. I will say I was a little shocked by the <laughs> by the unedited version. Yeah, it's uh, it's gruesome. even more disturbing and a little yeah. even more dark. But um, but it was exciting. You know, you get yourself some popcorn. But you know, there are. I will have to say, I think my all time favorite scary Halloween time movie would be the original classic Halloween. The, yeah. the, the Jamie Lee Curtis. And, you know, it's not because it's necessarily a slasher movie. It's not that that's what I enjoy. It's all that creepy suspense that leads up to it. Yeah. Right? Yes. Have you seen it? Yes. Okay. And the music? Begrudgingly so, yes. Oh, I no. Oh, <laughs> you're, not com- you're not comfortable with this segment at all, are I mean, you? I'm just not Nick a scary movie. Nick is shifting in his chair a little I'm bit. I'm not a scary movie guy. If I had to tell you what my favorite Halloween movie would yeah. be, it would be The Nightmare Before Christmas. And is that okay. really a Halloween movie? That's yes, an no, animated. Kinda. That's an animated, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and that would be something that's right... That's up my alley. Gotcha. I like that more. All right. And even that kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies a little really? bit. Really? Yeah, I just don't Ooh. do scary movies. Yeah, like I said, I don't think I'm a big fan of the slasher movies, but anything that's sort of a psycho thriller kind of suspense kind of movie, you know, where there's this, yeah. this sort of this this tension, this scary tension in mm-hmm. it. I will say, if we're, I might as well play a little True Confessions here, and my best friend will attest to this. When we were teenagers, there was a movie out called Have You Checked the Children? Ooh. Just sounds scary, doesn't it? Yeah. Have you checked the children? Well, as it turns out, it's like like all good movies. It's uh, scary movies. It's mm-hmm. a babysitter, you know, home alone with of children, course. right? Yeah. Okay, so at some point, she puts the kids to bed, and she gets a prank phone call, and a, a creepy guy says, have you checked the children, right? Mm-hmm. And she's just like, oh, you know, no. Nah. You know, she hangs up, right? But he calls back several times, and of course, the movie, there's more to it than that. It, no. it all builds up to that's the premise, is that he's calling the house and so at one point she gets really scared. And so she calls the police and they decide that they're going to trace the phone call and find out where it came from. And so, as I recall, the movie, the scariest part of this whole movie was when they call her back and they say to her, the phone call is coming from inside the house. Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh, the hairs on my yeah, arm no, just stood up, nope, right? Nope. It's coming from inside the house. So th- to me, this was one of the most, because, you know, at the time I was a teenager, my best friend, who's still my best friend to this day, was a teenager. We often babysat uh-huh. to earn extra money. So I decide one night when she's babysitting, oh. I get one of my guy friends. Oh, I'm so bad. Oh. I'm so bad. She will remember this. I get one of my guy friends to call the house where she's staying, where she's babysitting. And when she answers, he, of course, says, 
have you checked the children? Right. She flips out. She flips out. She starts crying. She calls her mother. Her mother has to drive over to the house. Right. The whole time I'm trying to call her back to apologize and just to let her know that I was just joking. It was just a joke. Anyway. Yeah. She didn't. She didn't forgive me for that one for quite a while. I wouldn't. I wouldn't forgive you either. No. I'm so bad. She she remembers it to this day. Oh, Oh, no. You know what we should do in our last minute here on the the Southern Sisters show? I think we should give away some cookbooks. Yeah. Make us feel a little bit better after all this scary spooky. Right. And a lot of them. I don't know. The recipes we've talked about, guys, lately are in my last cookbook, Seasons in the South. We're going to give away three copies and you don't even have to do that much to get them. You just have to email us at radio at southernsistershome.com. Tell us what your favorite scary movie is. That's all you have to do. First three people to respond will get their own personalized copy of Seasons in the South. There you go. Hello. This has been a great week, hasn't it? It has been. Hello, Autumn. Guys, get out there and do something in the fresh air, the nice, cool air. Go play in the leaves if you have to. It's been great visiting with you this week, and we'll see you next Saturday. Thank you for joining us here at Southern Sisters Radio. If you have questions for Jenny, want more information about something you heard on today's show, or want to enter any of the Southern Sisters contests, visit southernsistershome.com. And remember to connect with Jenny on Facebook at Southern Sisters Home with Jenny McCormick Earhart.